hey, hey. You're listening to the Worldwide Underground Podcast episode number one. My name is Gabriel Teodros, and this has been a long time coming. I've been planning to launch a podcast ever since my time at KXP was coming to a close. As a place for all the long-form conversations, the interviews, the deep dives into the stories behind the music, the inspiration, the context, a place for deep connection, stuff that I even wasn't always able to do on the radio, I wanted to do here, so this is the evolution. Thank y'all for joining me on this ride. I'd already recorded a few episodes and planned to launch a few weeks ago. But with everything going on in Palestine, these last few weeks, I haven't wanted to share anything that takes attention away from what's happening in Gaza and in the West Bank. So with that in mind, I thought about what does solidarity mean for me as an artist in this time? What are some of the best ways I can use my voice and use this platform? And I ended up asking a ton of like-minded, like-spirited artists across all mediums that same question. What does solidarity mean for us as artists in this time? And how do we show up? The responses that I got have been so encouraging life-affirming, and I'm so excited to share them with you now. This is for you, whether you've been feeling isolated, burnt out, confused, at a loss, overwhelmed, or just could use some inspiration in this time. This one is for you. I'm gonna send love to some of the artists who I reached out to who it wasn't safe for them to add their voice to a podcast right now, you know? Especially for Palestinian people, no matter what field they're in, no matter where they are in this world, there is an extra risk that comes along with speaking up in this time. So, so many of those voices that you see online, please support them, amplify those voices. Because they're risking it all just to shed a light on what's happening right now. I'm hearing stories about people getting arrested for liking social media posts. Stories about journalists losing their jobs. It really is a war of stories out here. And all of us as storytellers in the arts, across mediums, have a responsibility, I believe, speak truth to power so in true worldwide underground fashion the artists feature here span several different genres mediums locations and generations i want to thank all of them for lending their voice to this episode peace to ladybug mecca diggable planets tef poe ijoma oluo jackie vincent Kimordo, El Sada, McLeet Hadero, Nikita Oliver, Quetzal, Maya Jupiter, Kalina Lawrence, 
Faviana Rodriguez, Leah Lakshmi Piepsina Samarasinha, and my brother Kings. All of us share one thing. We want an immediate ceasefire and an end to the apartheid state. Free Palestine. Free Gaza. The question everyone had to answer was what does solidarity mean for us as artists in this time? Let's get into it. My name is Tef Poe, and I'm a hip-hop artist from St. Louis, Missouri. I believe that the Palestinian struggle is the freedom struggle of our generation. Um, And if we're fighting U.S. imperialism and U.S. colonialism, we absolutely must join hands with Palestine and reject the, the gross nature of the war machine, reject the lies, reject the media manipulation, um, do not allow what is happening to happen on our watch because people always say what they would do 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, if they were living 200 years ago, if they were living 500 years ago when slavery was going on, people always say, well, I would have did this. Well, we clearly see what you would do today while it's happening right now. We see what everybody would do today while it's happening right now. We have receipts to verify the behavior of not just the artists, but even the regular everyday citizen. For me, solidarity with the Palestinian people runs deep uh, on a personal level because um, one of my dear friends, Bassem Mastery, a comrade of mine, uh, anytime and every time I'm uplifting the Palestinian people in their struggle for freedom, I am... uh, sending a nod to my deceased comrade, my brother Bassam. Um, I'm sending a nod to the afterlife to let him know that I still got his back and I appreciate him having my back. And I appreciate the fact that he was the first person to educate me about the struggle of his people. And that's how I got ingratiated into the Freedom for Palestine movement. I believe that in situations like this as an artist, you are obligated to lean with the most oppressed in the scenario. Uh, That does not mean that the Jewish lives that have been lost uh, to violence have no weight or that their lives mean nothing. But what we are talking about is the root of the conflict. We are addressing the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is imperialism, colonialism, and so forth. Zionism being the main thruster of this ideology into the world. And my political understanding, my political education has taught me that none of this is good and that the least we can do is speak out and reject the notion that the genocide of the Palestinian people is a righteous mandate, that it is something that is sanctioned by God, that it is sanctioned by religion, that it is stamped and vouched for by people in the West and by Christian voices and Jewish voices all across the world. Um, As an artist, we're obligated to tell the truth and I am simply doing my part to reject popular notions that I disagree with, to, re- to reject things that I simply know are not true.
And that's what, you know, music is for in its most basic form is to tell the truth. So um, by standing with the Palestinian people, we are telling the truth about the war machine and its desire to ruin the world that we're living in and make life harder for not just the Palestinians, but all of us. And most importantly, I'm invested in the Palestinian freedom struggle because honestly, this is the issue that raises the contradiction. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, both parties sanction and stamp what is happening to these people. So I have no other choice because I am living in these times. And so many people uh, situate themselves to be heroes without actually doing anything heroic. So many people situate themselves to be uh, viewed as these brave and noble people without doing anything brave and noble. And the least we can do while these people are fighting for their lives against the biggest, one of the biggest armies in the world, one of the most powerful militaries in the world, the least we could do is open our mouths and speak truth to power. My name is Mecca. And what solidarity means for me as an artist and a human being in this very moment is to stand with our Palestinian brothers and sisters, as well as the rest of the world in calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza to allow aid into Gaza, to negotiate a deal for release of hostages, and to support and stand with my peers and other people who are speaking out and facing pushback for speaking up. Overall, uh, the demand is for a ceasefire. That's the bare minimum. And dismantling settler colonialism would be the ultimate goal. Solidarity to me means stopping business as usual, being bothered by the genocide, being bothered by the occupation, listening, activating. Dear goddess, gives me patience, tired of trying to explain. I've got zero tolerance when they fuck with my sacred space. Why are the trolls hit the corners for escape? Build the platforms, take up space, cold the scripts to infiltrate. Cause you're never not fighting a racist system that keeps powers in place and that fails to acknowledge the root of your pain. Took it too personal over emotional. Where are you from? Are you beauty or brains? Over the top, I'm too little or too much. Damned if I do and I'm damned if I do not. Talking class race and dissection to sections. My feelings are valid and I won't dismiss them. I was taught not to trust my own mind and decisions. My body is my body. I won't give them an apology. Indoctrinated habits. Like smile, nod your head. Uh-huh. I'll talk less, close my legs. What? That's exactly what I just said. Are you serious? If I lose my shit right now, will I just be dismissed right now? If I lose my shit right now, will I just be dismissed right now? Will I just be dismissed? Welcome to the sad fam club, baby. You are enough. My name is Khalil Echiano from South Seattle, Rainer Beach, Otto, Ab Creole, High Life, the whole, all of it. You know what I'm saying? All of it. Um, in this moment, uh, what does 
solidarity mean to me? Good question. I can only answer that by saying really how I feel. I feel a watching a genocide happen in front of my face. I feel an urgency and a desperation to do something. Not just not just because of life mattering and human beings mattering regardless of where they are or where they live. Um, but because so much of my history is a product of this exact thing. So much of the generational trauma that I'm working through is from this type of action. And so it is impossible for me to look at what's happening in Palestine and not see my own folks, my own people, my own history. And that gives this a gravity and a um, desperation that I have to do everything that I can. So that's where it is for me now. Um, researching, helping, finding out. Uh, lucky for me, I'm connected to a lot of people, so it's not hard for me to figure out how I can help. Um, but it must be done. Kalina Lawrence Tsidsta Sokwabshad Tolalchadusakwab. My name is Kalina Lawrence. I go by Tsi, she, and her pronouns. I'm Suquamish. I come from the place of the clear salt water with lineage to many tribal nations in Coast Salish territory and the Pacific Northwest. What solidarity means for me in this moment is an international, global intersection of grief and anger and action of prayer preservation and holding community across cultures in this particular moment consciousness and encouragement of awareness with every resource available to us is necessary love empathy compassion accountability and refusal to look the other way while Palestinian people endure late stages of genocide that has been carried out for over 75 years by the settler colony of Israel with unacceptable support by the settler colony of the United States, which I and many on these lands do not endorse. It was when I was living as a guest in Ohlone territory that the people of the Bay Area played a huge role in my education and awareness of the Israeli occupation of Palestine in my early 20s, mid 20s. One of my mentors and sisters in the struggle, Nancy Pili Hernandez, took time to educate me, to inform me she was a previous delegate to Gaza and had returned to share about what she had witnessed 
and continue advocating for the freedom of Palestine. And in that time, through her lived experience and visit and introductions to Palestinian Americans, to those who have been exiled from their homes and the diaspora in the Bay Area and beyond, it was a pivotal moment in building community and opening my heart and my mind to the connections and the many parallels of our struggles as Native peoples. Though I must name that what is happening today in Gaza, as the world watches, is more horrific than any violence I have seen in my lifetime as a 30-year-old survivor of attempted genocide. And the ones who recognize this are screaming that it must stop. Palestinians have long walked beside native peoples of this continent and have joined us in protection of our most sacred life sources have vocalized the importance of stewardship returning to the instruction of the original caretakers and have unconditionally offered their empathy and support of our peoples here. Palestinians have shown up time and time again uh, to protect water on Standing Rock to protect the sacred of Mana Avakea to the run for salmon with the Wintu, They have organized and stood with us through so many efforts to liberate our peoples and our lands and our sacred sites. Palestinians who have been exiled from their homes not only found safety and refuge in our territories, but went steps further by seeing our pursuit of liberation and joining us. And in the same ways we return the respect and the demand for their liberation and their rights to live and to thrive for generations to come. The blueprint of genocide has been somewhat perfected here in these lands against our peoples, against those who were forcibly migrated here, our black relatives, the African diaspora, our relatives of the global south, our relatives to the east and to the west of us in the Pacific. And this blueprint has been studied and carried out throughout Europe and Africa, Asia, Australia, the Marianas, and as survivors of our own occupied lands and cultures, we must speak to what is happening in real time because these atrocities 
in the United States went deliberately unaccounted for on a mainstream level for generations, deliberately left out of curriculum, deliberately invisible from major media outlets. And we know the lasting impacts of that extreme gaslighting. These acts are undeniably real and happening in real time. And this cannot be, this will not be the case for the people of Gaza in our lifetime, not when artists and humans and journalists and historians and generations are using every outlet available to call these actions exactly what they are, despite propaganda and the current state of media in this country. The connections between poverty and incarceration Policing, weaponry, capitalism, environmental racism, big oil, and who is exploited in the process of the American dream of religious warfare, of gender violence. All of these are connected and can be traced directly to settler colonial tactics, down to the details, to the dates, to the locations. So to be an artist means to be deeply honest, to name what is seen, heard, held. What does it taste like, smell like, feel like as we experience the world in our specific bodies? as we receive the updates from the ground of the current genocide that is taking place. It also means to be a vessel of imagination, to envision and believe in the possibility of what could be, what could become and for us to take the actions necessary for that world that we can see and manifest. It means to think creatively and strategically while we are code switching and simplifying, simplifying what is true. It means to encourage to be observant, to be kind, to be helpful, to be sharing. Hey Shabbat, thank you, Gabriel, for doing exactly these things, for asking this question and providing time for us to gather answers from so many loving people and artists in solidarity. We say in Poshutsi, 
May we extend our good thoughts and wishes to these people. Palestine will be free. Artists call for liberation and ceasefire and an end to the Israeli occupation on Palestine to free Gaza and the West Bank from the river to the sea.
Quetzal Flores from East LA. And when I think of solidarity, I think of interconnectedness, spirals of reciprocity, ancestral knowledge and technologies that remind us how to collectively tend to the fire of hope that is so necessary. I think of the teachings of Audre Lorde around community and bell hooks about love and community, James Baldwin, the Zapatistas, and most definitely the teachings of the Palestinian people. Solidarity is an intergenerational resource that keeps our collective dream of liberation alive. Solidarity is an empathetic vehicle that keeps us moving outward, outside of corrupt, corroded, collapsing, white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchal system of domination and into spaces of imagination, regeneration, as we emerge our new world. My name is Nikita Kale Oliver. I use they, them pronouns. And in this moment, as an artist, solidarity means that we create to speak the truth of what is right now in this moment. That we call things like we see it, that we paint things like we know it, that we dance and sing and rap the truth, the reality of what is happening to the people of Palestine, that we stand in solidarity with oppressed peoples. It is also our role to help people see what could be and not just what is, that we help rally the collective radical imagination to think creatively about the world that we can be in in the future, that we leverage our skills to process trauma, to collectively heal, to hold space for accountability, that we show what a world looks like where occupation and apartheid and genocide are unacceptable, that we show what it looks like when a world has come to a place of accountability about the atrocities we have been complicit in and what it looks like when healed peoples come together to build the world that we all deserve, the one where everyone is entitled to justice, the one where everyone is entitled to healing, the one where everyone has human rights, the world where everyone has water and food and shelter and safety and care, a world where every human, animal, creature, plant creature is well cared for. It is our role as artists to show what is, but it is also our role as artists to help the collective radical imagination imagine what could be and then manifest that through the tools and the skills that we have been gifted. We can paint it into existence. We can dance it into existence. We can speak, sing, write, play it into existence. But we must first be committed truth tellers about what is so that we can get to imagining and creating what could be. Yeah, Hi, my name is Alsara. I'm a Sudanese musician based in Brooklyn, New York. 
And for me, solidarity means having one another's back because we are all fighting the same enemy, oppression and control over our movement and our bodies. Um, and I find that these are the cruxes of almost all of the conflicts that we are living through. Um, so for me, solidarity means an intersectional weaving together of all of our energies in order to stand as one together to push back against this form of fascism. Solidarity is speaking up for one another, even when the other people are not in the room. Solidarity is for all of us to reach a state of oneness that celebrates our unique diversity. This is Ijoma Oluo. And solidarity to me as an artist in this moment means realizing why I became a writer in the first place. It was to tell the truth. And we can tell the truth in fiction. We can tell the truth in poetry. We can tell it in nonfiction. But it's talking about life. And we write to connect. And in recognizing the connections I have with people, in recognizing the talent I have to draw connections for people, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to use my work to do that. We have these skills and these talents for a reason, and it's not just for our own self-satisfaction or our own personal happiness. It is about connecting people. And the systems that we want us to feel disconnected from what is happening in Gaza. They want us to feel vastly different from Gazans right now and from Palestinians and the Palestinian cause. And we are not. And there's no better way to show that than through art, whether that's your paintings, whether it's your songs, whether it's your writing, your sculpture. It is something fundamental to all of us. We all have an appreciation for art. We all have part of us that responds to art in a way that it can respond to nothing else. And this is an absolutely amazing time to put that work towards stopping something that absolutely must be stopped. So I'm honored to be an artist in this moment. And I will say it can be scary And I think we don't talk about how risky art has always been, even when we don't expect it to be. And so I really want to remind you that the truth is always going to be risky. The truth will always be punished to some extent. But none of it is as bad as living a lie. None of it is as bad as feeling disconnected from the people around you for speaking out on what's happening in Gaza and speaking out and standing with Palestinian people. I've of course paid a price and I know a lot of people are afraid of that. But we don't talk enough about what it means to also know in this moment who truly stands for liberation, who truly stands for justice, who truly sees their fate as connected to that of other people. I feel safer in the world knowing who is truly with me than I did before, even as heartbreaking as it's been to find out who is not. This work is galvanizing. This work can change hearts and minds, and it's important that we do so. And I'll finally say this. 
a lot of us are feeling a lot of heartbreak and disappointment about how some in our community are responding to this crisis. It's important to remember that a lot of the responses we're seeing are a result of harm done to us, systemic harm done to us, to make us feel like we have no choice but to see the world as the systems that be want us to see it and to feel like there's nothing we can do or to feel like we aren't connected to people or to feel like someone else's liberation is a threat to our lives. And so I ask that if you have the ability to communicate with your art this truth, it will not only bring together the people who already know why we must fight, it will help free those who don't understand why we must. Jupiter. To be in solidarity is to say, I see you. I see your pain. I see your struggle. Your struggle is my struggle. I see your humanity and I stand with you. Most importantly, I love with you. Because we're not fighting, we're choosing love. The love we have for life, the hope we have for the future, where we can all be free and live in peace. Hello, my name is Jackie Benson, and solidarity with the Palestinian people for me looks like listening, listening and paying attention and, and listening to them, not listening to people on the outside speak for them, listening to their stories and, and not looking away. Uh, solidarity also means speaking to the nuance not allowing anything to get decontextualized. It's such a huge um, history that we're dealing with here. It's like more than seven decades. So like to jump in just last week and be able to speak with, as, as if you've been here the whole time, that, that is dangerous and something that I do my best to fight in other people at least. And that's solidarity as well, you know? Not losing context, not losing sight of the big picture. And then lastly, I guess not leastly, talking about it and being unafraid to talk about it. And just being rooted in knowing that you know the truth. You know where you're trying to be manipulated. You've, you've seen history repeat already. And taking everything that you've seen and just knowing that the people who don't look anything like the people who are struggling are not the people you should be listening to. And they're, not the, and they're definitely not the people you should be repeating. And um, just keeping my eyes and ears open and heart. My name is Fabiana Rodriguez and I am an artist and an activist. And what solidarity means to me is to use my voice and my creativity and my platforms 
to elevate the humanity of all people, especially those living under occupation, like the Palestinians. What solidarity means to me is to be in alignment with oppressed people who are fighting against militarism and colonization and erasure, and who are fighting a dominant narrative machine. As an artist, I know that narratives are very powerful and that stories are powerful and that when I can elevate the demands and the pleas of Palestinian people who are really being silenced and erased um, and dehumanized, what I can do as an artist is to elevate that voice, but to also inspire other people to also be in solidarity, to present the truth through my mark-making and through my visuals and through my symbols, and also encourage everyday folks to question what the dominant media says and to also understand just how power and privilege and white supremacy have really shaped how we get stories, how we receive those stories, even our understanding of history. And so art becomes a tool through which to show another way or to illuminate that which has been obscured. And as an artist, I take that role very seriously because throughout history, artists have shown the truth. Artists can create in ways that speak to our hearts and our imaginations and not just show us the devastation of what's happening, but also show us what's possible. Artists show us to dream big. Artists present the light at the end of the tunnel. And our role is to help show that which has been erased or obscured. And uh, that is what I strive to do as an artist in solidarity. Hey, my name is Leah Lakshmi Piepshna Samarsinga, a she and they pronouns. And um, what does solidarity with Palestine mean to me at this time as a writer, as a cultural worker, as a creator? Um, first of all, I think that silence can mean a lot of things, but in this case, it is complicity. It's also complicated because I don't mean, I know some people have been looking at people being like, why don't you post on social media? And for a lot of people I know, especially with people who are Palestinian, Mizrahi, um, other Swana folks, you know, with, who live in the region or have roots in the reason, speaking out feels really scary and really complicated. Right. I know a lot of people who are in my heart who are Palestinian and on Misraki who are like, I don't feel safe going to a protest or speaking out online. It is too dangerous and too complicated. So for me, um, as somebody whose mind and heart is on Palestine right now and has been for many years, I think about like what I can do as somebody who is Sri Lankan and Ukrainian who is not in that position, even though as a brown person, I do also have that fear of being targeted if I go out to a demo or something. But to speak out, you know, wherever I can. And um, 
You know, Gabriel, I was listening to your subsec recording from last week, and you said that this is a war of stories, and that really hit me. I think that that's super true. Um, you know, I think that, whew, like for years, I have held in my mind the phrase that poets are the people's newspaper, right? That in a world where there is so much censorship, be it corporate, fascist, Zionist, state, what have you, that, you know, says, for example, that, you know, it's not that Israel bombed the church, it's that the bomb, that is that there was an explosion at the church, right? And that shifts people's minds about what's happening. Um, where our everyday experiences don't make it into the newspaper, or don't make it on CNN or what have you, it has always been so, so important for cultural workers and writers to write down the stories of what we're experiencing and living and surviving, right? And you can see that in Mahmoud Darwish's work, we can see it in Sukh Hamad's work, we can see it in Almaz Abanado's work, in so many writers, um, Shiri Eisner, so many, so many, so many Palestinian and Mizrahi and some Israeli writers and cultural workers saying, no, this is what our truth is, right? Like, don't, don't erase it, don't silence it. I think that's super important to break through the drums of the war machine and to name not just the big moments, but the everyday moments of what it's like to be living in these times of war and to put a different narrative out. You know, I've been thinking a lot this week. I was out at a protest in Northampton, Massachusetts, where I've been living for the last 18 months. Um, and it was just a little gathering of, they were calling it Jews and others against, um, against, against genocide. And we're just standing there with our signs, you know, by the rotary where it's where, you know, the major highway has an exit that goes onto a bridge. And we're just holding our signs and being out there. And I was talking to a friend and I was like, you know, cause a lot of people had signs that said our grief is not a call for war. And I was like, Man, it is 2023 and I'm 48 years old. And in 2001, 22 years ago, when I was 26 years old, 25, 26 years old, um, that's when 9-11 happened. And the phrase, our grief is not a cry for war, came out of a black and brown led anti-violence, anti-war movement against war and imperialism that started in New York that I had friends who were a part of right after 9-11 because they saw the way this was going to go, that the 9-11 attacks were going to happen and were going to be a horrible act of violence. And that then the United States war machine was going to use it as a reason to do collective punishment of Afghanistan, of Iraq, of, you know, communities that were Muslim and communities that, as Anita, Anita Ali wrote, you know, could be mistaken for Muslim in the hate crimes that we saw of like Sikh, African, South Asian, Arab people, many of whom were Muslim and many of whom were not after 9-11. And we were like, we can be grieving and we cannot call for our grief to be used as an excuse to expand the imperial war machine across, across the globe. And I was like, we've been calling for this shit for 22 years and we're still calling for it. And am I sick of still having to call for it? Yes. But am I glad that I'm part of a movement of people, a, a series of movements of people who are saying there's a different way and we can keep calling for it? Yes. And I think that as a writer, as a cultural worker, that means that I am doing whatever I can. I'm playing whatever position I can from where I am, whether that means calling my congressperson every day, you know, as I have been, whether that means going to any gathering I can, whether that means getting information out there. Um, 
you know, as a cultural worker, I know like many of us, we've been trying to use social media platforms for the past, you know, 15 years now. And, you know, there's a saying that um, Elisa Bieta, who is a black abolitionist feminist, who I know, Gabriel, you might remember from back in the day with CARA, Communities Against Rape and Abuse in Seattle, who... I think now is in Riverside, California, but, you know, I remember hearing her say one time, there's a fine line between working the system and being worked by it. And for many of us as artists and cultural workers, we've used these corporate social media platforms to get our work and our words out um, for the past 15 years. And increasingly in the last few years, we've seen them get chokeholded, where it's kind of a law of diminishing returns as to whether because of shadow banning and censorship, our words can even get out there. And yet they still, especially in the pandemic times that we're in of isolation, have been a way that a lot of us have found to get our work out there. So I feel like like many people, I'm trying to do this thing of, you know, posting video when my friends are with the largest demonstration of anti-Zionist American Jews that's ever happened, where 10,000 people went to D.C. on Wednesday and somewhere between 300 and 500 people got arrested in the Capitol, peacefully protesting and saying that as Jewish people, they did not want a ground war in Gaza. They did not want an invasion. They did not want this bombing. They did not want the murder of anybody. And they want a free Palestine. And they know that that's the only way that there will be safety for all people and liberation for all people. Um, for me, it's been reposting so that maybe people can see that this is happening because it goddamn well will not necessarily make it in the newspaper, right? Sharing it with people, talking with people who are like, I'm trying to figure out what to say. I'm trying to figure out what to do. Um, you know, as a Sri Lankan, I've been thinking a lot this week. Um, I'm in this movement, excuse me, this movement broadcasting course. And we were talking a little bit on Tuesday about, you know, all some of us who are in the course about what brought us, what our work is and what brought us here. And, you know, I was sharing about, you know, when I was 21 years old, I got thrown, a lot of people don't know this, I got thrown into um being in community radio with like almost zero training, it was direct entry. It was like, cool, you want to be in a prison abolitionist radio show? Great, here you go. It was at CKLN 88.1 all the way to the left on your FM dial in Toronto, which was a radio station as part of what was known as Ryerson University and which is now known as Toronto Metropolitan University because Ryerson was a colonialist genocidal asshole. And, um, we just, the community took it over and just did all of our shows. Um, I think about the importance of those little shows we did of getting the word out about Palestine, about indigenous and black resistance, um, about so many things, about abolition back when it was 1996. People thought we were completely insane for talking about prison abolition. Um, but I also was talking about as a Sri Lankan, you know, just thinking about during the war, um, our civil war, which lasted from 1983 to 2009, and how little mainstream media coverage in the first world there was of it, and how there was tremendous censorship within Sri Lanka, and there were so many journalists who got murdered and who were still getting murdered and forced into exile for telling the truth. Um, but how there were also a lot of theater artists, poets, writers who use creativity to get their words out there. And I'm thinking especially of Sri Lankan feminist writers like Rajani Tharanagama, Sumathi, so many women who wrote anonymously, and how 
you know, in a time that has some similarities to Israel and Palestine, though very different, but where there's, you know, a state that's really repressive and violent and has a really big army. And then you've got, you know, Tamil and Muslim people who are oppressed and who are fighting back. But the LTTE, the Liberation Tigers of Tamil Erlam, also use, you know, very brutal tactics against, you know, Tamil and Muslim people, like murdering the opposition, um, putting down dissent, you know, conscripting people, forcing people into the army. There were so many Sri Lankan women who said, you know what, there's a third way. It's not either the state or, you know, this paramilitary organization that's really repressive, homophobic, um, you know, repressive of our own people. And even if people say we're stupid or crazy for saying otherwise, we're going to say there's a third way to have liberation in our country and we're going to hold on to that vision. I think that solidarity as cultural workers means saying that right now. I have had conversations with people these past weeks where they're just like, you don't understand, you know, you don't understand this is the only choice. And I'm like, no, you know, I may not be either Israeli, Palestinian, Mizrahi, Ethiopian, any of the people who live in the land, but as a citizen of the world, as a concerned person, as a Sri Lankan and Ukrainian diasporic person, as a queer and a feminist, as a disabled person, I'm like, no, I still know what's true, which is I know that these situations you know, attack disabled people when we can't evacuate, when we go to a hospital for shelter or care and it's bombed, when we become disabled through surviving trauma, the trauma of occupation, war and bombing, as everyone in Gaza is, right? And as all the identities I described and just as a human being and as a cultural worker, I know my work is to say, you can say that we are stupid or foolish or naive, but we are holding on to there is a third way. There is a different future where all of those lands are free, where Gaza is thriving, where there is healing, where there are amends, where there is true safety, where all the peoples can live in that land together in peace and not in control and not in the weaponization of grief and despair where we put down the bombs and where the land is healing and the people are healing. And it is not a luxury, as Audre Lorde said, it is vitally important for us as cultural workers globally to speak in support of the reality and to lift up and support Palestinian and Israeli and other voices in those lands that are calling for that vision. Because when people go like, oh, there's nothing else, it's like, no, actually, there's a hell of a lot of writers, you know, Palestinian, Israeli, otherwise, and human beings and cultural workers who are saying there's another way. And in, especially in times of war, especially in times of censorship, it is our work to be with them and lift those voices up and to keep doing that dreaming. Um, it's important now more than ever. Hey, y'all. My name is Maklit Hadero. And for me, solidarity is making our love which is something that is inside of us that exists inside of our hearts and minds and spirits and bringing it into the public sphere and we can do that in so many ways but in this moment today the way that i want to express my love and solidarity for the palestinian people is through a song that has just not stopped running through my mind and it is simple it is simple it is just a few lines on our course like this safety for my people safety safety 
Solidarity is the intertwining of those loves, the multiplying of those loves in a public sphere and letting the world see what is in our hearts, the desires that are in our hearts, the demands, the wish for justice and peace and safety. <laughs> 